It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I had someone recently ask me about how the best way was to handle technical debt. Now, obviously, this is a good question, and it's going to vary from organization to organization, and it's going to vary based on what you call technical debt. Now, what makes this interesting is I've had certain organizations that say, but Lee, we don't build software. So do we still have technical debt? And my answer was debt is debt. Now, let me explain where I'm going with this. There's a document that I'll link to here in the the text for the podcast episode that talks about the two different types of debt. There's intentional debt and unintentional debt. And let me explain what I mean by that. Even if your organization doesn't build any software at all, it could still have debt that's looming. So I created a document called The Seven Deadly Sins of Technical Debt. Now, although all of them are not quote-unquote technical, they can all be bundled under the category of technical debt because of the way that you need to address them in order for them to be properly handled and properly taken care of as part of your workflow. So this ties back to some understanding where people say we're doing more of a hybrid approach. I hear organizations more and more say, we want to dedicate a portion of our time each sprint towards handling whatever outstanding debt we have, whether that's refinement of the backlog, further refinement of the backlog, better organization of work, uh, practicing better WIP limits, whether it's uh, making sure we have good meeting flow and and rules in place, working on our team working agreement if it's lacking, identifying ways that we're going to do initiation and discovery, ideation. How do we go about making sure we're properly identifying personas? There are lots of things that fall in that debt category that are things that should be done. But the truth is most organizations are waiving doing those things, saying uh, in an effort to reduce cost or in an effort to speed up time to market, We're going to skip some of those critical pieces and jump straight to delivery where we can build out our product or project and get it to market as soon as we can. Now, with that discovery, that means that organizations are starting to ask their people to divide their time. Spend 20% of your time on technical debt, spend 80% of your time on everything else. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever you ask someone technical, (laughs) no pun intended, to work on technical debt, What I've discovered is that either they'll focus on the 20% of their time that they're supposed to be spending on the debt and turn that 20% of their time into 80, 90, or even 100% of their time focused on the debt and not getting the core work done that they've committed to during a sprint, or they dedicate 80, 90, 100% of their time on the core work and say, I'll get to the debt if I can, because it's only a small sliver of my time. In either case, the debt is not getting the correct balance and you're spinning your wheels trying to get the debt reduced only to discover that the debt grows. One of the things that I learned about intentional debt is that when you, whenever you take a chance to put off something that you should be doing today to uh, get something to market faster, when you put off work that you know needs to be done in an effort to try to make things happen smoother or to, to try to get something going uh, in just a better release cycle or better release cadence, Sometimes it pays off, but other times it makes you pay. And I think that sometimes we don't listen to the correct people who have insight to let us know what the cost of future debt will be by putting off something that we should be doing today. The example that I always hear used is with regard to architecture or infrastructure, 
we need to take care of short-term firefighting, and we also need to take care of long-term fire prevention to make sure that we're not going to be building things that could fall apart in the future. And I feel like both of these are incredibly important to address. When we're talking about unintentional debt, this is where somebody under the hood somewhere made a change that impacted or affected what we do. Whether there was a change to the way that we're storing things in uh, in the cloud, or whether there was a change to Amazon Web Services, or whatever, Google Web Services, whatever the case may be, if there's just changes to things that are outside of your control that cause you to have to do updates or refactoring, those are all things that are unintentional. There was nothing you could have done to avoid it. It just happened. Another unintentional debt is that technology changes over time. So even if your product is not specifically software, Perhaps the approach that people are using or the understanding of your customer or how they're going to implement or use your product or service will change over time. And it's part of your requirement to try to figure out and to analyze and to really lean in on true business analysis and figure out, okay, so my customer's needs have changed or how have I identified that my customer's needs have changed or which people do I consult or talk to to validate the concerns that I have regarding managing debt. Now, I've given you a lot of the problem, and I've spelled out what I'm seeing, but I haven't yet talked about the solution. So let's talk about the solution for this. Anytime you're dealing with debt, the solution is pay the debt. Now, that sounds easy on the surface. Okay, yes, we're trying that, and it's not working. The reason why it's not working is because of the way that you're breaking down the percentage of time to pay the debt, as opposed to saying, let's dedicate one entire two-week sprint to tackling the debt each quarter. So each quarter, you take the top 10 items that are outstanding that are debt-related, and you address those in an entire two-week sprint where the whole team works together, so it's not just one person trying to spin their wheels to get it done, and you knock out as many of those 10 items as possible. Now, if you do this, over time, you'll discover that you don't need to do one of these sprints every quarter. You'll be able to do one every six months, and maybe even eventually one a year. But nonetheless, you still have a way to manage, govern, and address the debt that's outstanding. This allows you, as new debt comes in, to make a decision. How critical is the new debt that comes in? Is the new debt that we just received something that we should be addressing right away? Is it a, a mass fire that we need to put out right away and something that needs to be addressed immediately? Or is the new inbound debt more along the lines of something that we need to address, but it can wait until our next sprint and be something that we address in the next sprint? Or is it something that we can say, you know what? This is something that we can mark known but not resolved and come back to it only if the squeaky wheel squeaks again. Because the truth is, sometimes when we get that work, we discover that either A, we've already addressed it in a different bug fix solution scenario. B, the customers found a suitable workaround and are happy with the workaround and are able to use the product or service as designed. Or C, sometimes people disguise requests for future enhancements in the form of debt so that we might address it or get to it in a faster timeline. None of these are the perfect answer, but the truth is, if we take that and break it down, we can analyze and see where the debt falls. We can make conscious decisions about which debt needs to be addressed, and we can fold in the debt that we say, you know, this can stay on the back burner for a little while. We're okay with that. And I think that if we follow those principles, it's going to help us address the debt in our framework. But keep in mind, all debt is not necessarily just defects or bugs. Sometimes debt has to do with proper organization and a backlog, or the way that we categorize or catalog 
different roles and responsibilities and accountabilities, or the way that we go about identifying personas, or the way that we handle meetings. A lot of times we need to refactor not only the project project that we're working on, but we also need to refactor our strategies, the way that we handle processes, and the way that we organize around work so that we can make sure that we're getting the most important work done the most effectively. That's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have questions about managing debt, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you at learnmoreatagiledad.com. If you have an idea for an episode, let us know. We'd love to cover an episode that you want to talk about. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Yeah.